0: Welcome back to our new summer podcast and our discussions about contemporary issues. And then we're going to talk about the video between uh, with Ian McIlchrist and Jordan B. Peterson on the Jordan B. Peterson podcast, season four, episode 21. And uh, my name is Richard Emerson, and I will be host today. And what we're going to look most at is, in some sense, the difference between the, the mindset and balancing with Ian e. McGilchrist versus Jordan Peterson. Because there's an interesting kind of uh, underlying, a bit tug of war at the end there, like which territory are we operating or kind of talking from? And um, you see Ian e. McGilchrist try to pull this over to a more balanced um, kind of grounding or even a bit more kind of right brain leaning um. Way of thinking, more holistic, more intuitive. And then you see how it's almost like Jordan Peterson is losing interest and then he just kind of a bit, um, but roughly he's just pulling it back into kind of the churning of the left brain instead. But this is also why Peterson is so popular in many ways. So, and this is also why when McGilchrist pulls things in more into the right brain, he will lose more of. of his audience, almost well, his audience likes it, but in general, many people will kind of tune out a little bit because it's it requires a familiarity with the topics and with this mode of being that in mcgilchrist's words is uh, is becoming um harder to 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 reach to attain to obtain because as he says this comes from nature and it comes also from. a a certain type of of, uh, literature, for example, uh, and also some kind of more theology, religious um, experience or awareness, which is, in Gilchrist's critique, being more and more eradicated out of society or kind of our environment and in the architecture and in the culture and the way we are living. So uh, with that, so the great thing at the end is also when McIlchrist goes into his own background, so he comes primarily from the humanities, in his own words, and then into science. So he wants to embed science into a more imaginative and a larger frame, uh, without going all the way to uh, like the eleven, twelve hundred contemplatives and and kind of that that era with where everything was united into this um, this full. Uh, not system, but a a full understanding, a full apprehension of everything. And then the theology was kind of the the queen of the sciences, and this more kind of practical material science was just a tool which explained many things, but it was also kind of put into a larger context. And in some ways, this is where Magical Christ is often kind of pulling towards. So, uh, and in some ways, It seems or it would be natural that uh, a thinker like Jordan Peterson is then very much agreeing to this but still then being so used to pulling it back into the left brain thinking which you can see or it explains also his uh, internal process. So it's almost like if you could imagine just for one second that uh, these thoughts that McGilchrist uh, is expressing, if they occur in the mind of Jordan Peterson, they would probably be kind of discussed out of his mind, the way he's he's approaching McIlchrist when he's talking, is probably how he's also approaching his own inner ideas. So it's interesting to see this gradual evolving also of, of Jordan Peterson as this. Often very, very kind of hardcore scientist- but then he also acknowledges, and he has the humility to see that there are there are limitations, there are boundaries to that way of thinking. But he's still kind of struggling to to break out of it and to build bridges and to balance his own thinking. So uh, that only like that part in itself is is great to watch this clip. Um, then again, especially towards the end and. Um, Apart from that, McGilchrist is really, he has um, mature work. Like his his work on this is, has matured over a long time. His great book, The Master and His Emissary, came out over 10 years ago. It really lays out this whole issue of how your own brain is actually two brains and they are of different nature. They are asymmetrical. Symmetrical. They, like the left brain likes to think that they're kind of two Two parts of one machinery, but that is how the left brain sees it. The, ha- the right brain will see it differently. It will see that it's kind of more like the holistic uh, way of looking at things. And then, in like the claim of McGilchrist is again that the, the left the left brain is more like the emissary is more like this this great part of the brain that can be used or not part, but like the great helper <laughs> that could be uh, used to solve many issues and it's critical and it's a lifesaver and it's brilliant for some things, but it's not good at being in, in charge overall. So this is why kind of some unbalances, uh, th- that's what's in the metaphor of like the emissary has now become the master instead of having the, the right brain as the master. Okay. So all of this is very familiar for anyone who's been reading McIlchrist, but it's just fun to again, see like two thinkers like Peterson and McIlchrist come together. And then you see also how, like where they get in sync and where they suddenly are kind of apart part a little chasm between them. Uh, even if Peterson tries to, tries to follow it, but, uh, but again, he is showing in public uh, a pro- a process of of developing thinking and incorporating things, and also s- you see where it kind of stops. So uh, the talk is uh, very much recommended. It's not recommended as the first um, the first video to watch of Ian McGilchrist, but if you know his work, it's great to watch it, and uh, it's interesting. Just kind of a couple of things at the end here. He just repeats the the happiness aspect that the three most uh, kind of parameters that that indicates or will lead to happiness is social connectedness, and then it is nature, and then it is uh, some kind of a a religious um, aspect of your life, or like that you have some kind of religious sentiments so those three things are um, are all pointing into the, the right brain and then this is this is kind of the quest <laughs> that my kid Chris is on and uh, it makes sense much of it, what he's saying so and it's also practical so uh, and maybe just like a final note on this understanding like how the two brain works like how they work together and then um uh, It's like in some ways, if things were not out of balance, it might not have been as important to understand this and to talk about it. But if people are stuck in the left brain, if the left brain has started to dominate too much, and it is, it could be a little tyrant, it wants to control everything. It only it makes a model of the world and it only sees the model. It doesn't see reality, it sees the model. And it, <laughs> it really clings to the model. And if something threatens the model, it, re- it reacts with aggression and, and annoyance and irritation. And everything that's not in the model is, it doesn't exist for, for the left brain. So that's why it's, uh, it could be a huge trap to get stuck in it. So this is... Uh, at least the hypothesis and kind of the overall theme in many ways of of my Gilchrist's work. So with that, um, the video is from the 13th of May this year. It has 300,000 views and uh, it's uh, greatly recommended. So with that, that it's almost 10 minutes. Hope you're having a great day, a nice summer day. And uh, if you have any thoughts, just put them in the comments. Uh, If you're listening to this on CastBox, which is kind of the main... uh, the base of this podcast. So thanks so much for listening. Have a great afternoon and uh, see you again in the next episode.